that's driving you insane when you're copping all the blame. Choosing from barely bearable names, reflecting on your dad game when your dad you came. Assembling cots and frames, not to mention that tantrum shame when your dad you came. Sit back, there ain't no blame to reflect as our main game when your dad you Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 5 of the Second Gate. take. This is the second take of our episode 5, right? Mate, you just interrupted my intro. <laughs> oh, I don't appreciate you jumping in with, with second take. Do yeah. you mind just holding up? I know, I know that's a problem of yours, just like, you know, going a little bit too early, but could you just like hold it off a bit? <laughs> Alright, I'll try that again. Hello everybody, welcome to the Archie Gate podcast, episode 5. Second take. It's technically the third take now because we just <laughs> we had a few technical issues first up. Um, I didn't press the record button, so we're, we're going again. We we probably talked for about ten minutes. We had some really good stuff in there, like really, really good stuff. Yeah, it was deep. Probably, it was deep. Probably we'll never have anything quite as good again. <laughs> no, no, but we yeah. lost that. So but let's you know move the on. The reason why it is so special, we've got a couple of special guests in here today. Nice. Like that? I did. This is why I'm the host and he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen it play out. Uh, yeah, you can't see the dynamic. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to be technical and you can't even get that right. Uh, but yeah, we've got two special guests on today, bringing a different perspective to fatherhood. Uh, we've, well, we'll get into that a bit today. Uh, welcome to Maddie first. Hi, Maddie. Thanks, mate. Thanks, oh, yeah. Man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And Hayden, she's our other special guest. Thanks for having me. Uh, so these are two, two friends of ours that we've known for a long time, but they've got different perspectives on fatherhood at different times of their lives. So we thought we'd get them in. We will have different guests come in at different points and, and talk them through. Interestingly, we're all teachers as well. All teachers. Three right. of us are on our last day of holidays, Hence technically. It's Friday and we're whereas, having a beer. Whereas one of us has got 13 weeks yeah. ahead of him. Yeah. Well, well so. technically I'm still on holidays, but when you work next week, Yours I won't be. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. We're like stupid greedy at it. Did you see that? Yeah. Put the glass down, Hamish. Put the glass down. You deserve it. You worked hard. You worked Yeah, I have worked hard. Thank you. You've earned it. Yeah, well, I'm spending my long service yes. there looking after the lovely gorgeous. So, you know, it's going to be work. Nonetheless. I had meeting it for the first time. Oh, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous, too. Congratulations. Now, we picked up. She's very intelligent, as you even noticed how cluey she is. Very smart. Very switched on. <laughs> yeah. Smart, yes. Yeah. She didn't even vomit. Yeah, that <laughs> was that. And I asked yeah. her that. I said, hey, just don't, don't vomit on We've me. We've got visitors coming yeah. around. <laughs> I'm wondering where you're going with that. But great <laughs> eye contact. And, yeah. And she, yeah, she was switched on, that's for sure. Yeah, both both Maddie and Hamish had some good technique, didn't they, too? Oh, I was yeah. impressed. Like, she was well, screaming at me and Hamish came bang. in. Hamish came in and he was like the baby whisperer. The baby whisperer is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was in sync. It worked out. Yeah. yeah. It's very calm. I think it was easy pressure points, actually. I might, we might want to check that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a rhythm. <laughs> So let's, let's start with Matt. We, we like to talk about uh, we've talked about our fathers uh, and ourselves, and we thought we'd like to touch base first for that. Do you want to do you want to talk about your father and what he was like um, as a father for you? Sure, mate. Sure, yeah. So um, my father, um, yeah, very uh, hands on as a as a youngster, and still is today in terms of yeah, we able to to catch up and um, do things together. Um, footy's always been one of our things, which we've really enjoyed, and and um, yeah, been. Been really blessed to have such a great dad in that regard. And you've got um, sisters. You're one, the only 
boy in the family, right? I've got three older sisters, yes. Yeah. Do you get on well with all of them? I guess. Thanks, mate. Yeah, they've all been fantastic. So you're the golden child? Is that, <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you oh, like known as the golden child, well, just I mean, in general? So there is a bit, one bit, sibling that you just like, ugh. Being the youngest, I mean, it's just, you know, you probably get a little things a bit easier. and um, Being the only boy. Being the only boy, possibly as well. Yeah. Um, whether I was playing for it, I'm not too sure, but I'm, <laughs> I'm here today. Did you think that um, your father did kind of took on the more fatherly role because he had a son? Was there a difference in how he fathered you? And Oh, good question. Um, look, when I was really little, I can't actually uh, remember too much, but uh, definitely that football was the, was the bond. Right, where, oh, it would take sport for you definitely guys. Definitely kick the footy and off to the footy where, um, you know, put me on the, you know, the, the MCC membership as soon as I, I was born. and, and Golden and, child, yeah. You know, and then my sister's a little bit later on. It's like, hey, how come you got your membership first? So it was all uh, of those, There was the preference. Those things where it was. Because he was a bit more an old school type guy, isn't he? A little bit old school, I suppose. I, I think to, today he still hasn't changed in nappy, so. Do you say um, traditional? Traditional? I don't know. <laughs> traditional, but definitely, um, um, yeah, it didn't change a nappy. And, no and nappies changed No nappies. Um, Not even his grandparent. Uh, no, not even as a grandparent. I don't think that that's a good. Today. That's a good uh, record could, to have. Yeah, you could bring this up with him. I reckon. He's, I reckon it's about time. Yeah, get him. So hey, he's well, ready. He's ready. I might have missed. You might because yeah, we're you, the, the youngest. We've had. Surely one. you'll have another though. Don't know. We've just got a puppy. Um, oh, yeah. so no nappies for puppies. No. Although I should probably invent them. That's <laughs> cleaning that up all day. Um, no. We'll just see about that. So, so old school, but a, but a good father did all of the stuff with you. Yes. Um, was yeah, a good no. mentor for you. So three everything. older sisters, just a bit of a tangent. Like, how did you go with all the hand-me-downs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great, thanks, mate. <laughs> That's a good point because I was I was third, but I had two older brothers. Therefore, hand-me-downs went dresses. I yeah. got pretty bad stuff from uh, the 80s anyway, but I got actual boys' clothes. Uh, lots of cousins yeah. and boys. Well, yeah, that, that pink flowers you're wearing today is absolutely... Do you like it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that especially for you, mate. Yeah. Although, in fairness, I mean, we know Maddie comes from the leafier suburbs. There were no hand-me-downs for, for, for Maddie. No, not private pure, school Maddie. Pure cotton, not the plantation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's uh, – Hamish, what about your your father-in situation was a bit different, and, we again, we've talked about ours. Ours went great father-in situation, but yours was – Different, wasn't it? Yeah, my father's a good, he's a good man. He's yeah. a dedicated father. Um, my parents separated when I was 12, in grade six. Um, and then mum picked up stumps and moved two hours away. So there was a lot of to and fro between houses. Um, and then the step families and things like that came afterwards. So yeah, it was a bit of a different dynamic. Um, and I don't think I really embraced it. But then now, I've got a partner who's got two younger children and I'm playing that stepfather role. I sort of can see the way it's played out um, over the years and I guess while I've been quite critical of my step-parents, um, I can see where it's, it's a tough gig. It can be challenging. Um, but maybe how I've got it easier than maybe how they had it because I was a little bit older. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of those times, you mentioned the word dedicated there, like driving two hours every he week. Drove, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So on a Thursday, he'd drive um, over two hours and come and see us for a couple of hours. And That's your dad. Back. Yeah, this is my father. Um, on a Thursday night. And then on the second weekend um, of each fortnight, he will drive, pick us up on the Friday, drop us back off on the Sunday. So he was really clocking up the Ks. Yeah. Um, and he had a really busy job. But he, he did. He, he was able to fit it all in. And then on the back of that, I didn't want to go. I, I didn't enjoy these 
long trips and, and being taken away from my home and my friends every fortnight, yeah. particularly on the weekends. And um, yeah, I was pretty reluctant. Um, and yeah, that was that was a challenge. It was really really hard because I know he wanted to see me, but you know, as a kid, particularly as you're becoming a teenager, you, yeah. don't, you don't want to see your parents as often as maybe they would want. Yeah. And I felt like I was forced into it. But not most 12-year-olds don't want to spend their weekends with their parents anyway. No, but you were 13, 14. Friends, yeah. I was missing out. He's my friends, and it started to really piss me off. Yeah, yeah especially yeah. at 12, that happening. It's yeah, not a good time for that to occur. So do you have siblings? Yeah, I've got a younger sister. I feel it's a little bit easier for her. In some ways, she's a little bit more mature than me. She's your younger uh, sister, though. She's your younger sister, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to talk about development, she, she was a little ahead of the curve. And I guess when they talk about me, it's like, hey, she's sort of working this out, and my sister's sort of been here before. She's a, she knows That's her way around. Yeah, she's uh, she's sure of herself, and she always, always has been. But I know I have made it difficult. Um, transition when our family split up, whether she sort of put in a stride a little bit. I think it helps to be younger. So at that point, you you were, you were kind of not really wanting to hang out with your dad, even though he's making a massive effort that you yes. know now. That, what about the stepdad situation? Yeah, and then the stepdad situation came maybe a couple of years after that. I would have been around 13, pushing 14. Um, and uh, around the same time and earlier, dad also had a partner with the daughter. Um, and uh, look, again, it's complicated. Um with my stepfather situation or my mum's partner at the time, I was it was good. It was really good. It was exciting and new and he seemed like a great guy. And then as reality set in, it wasn't always smooth sailing and fun. And then we, we always seem pretty good in the first six months of relationship, don't we? I think it's the best way to move forward. Yeah. yeah. You're just interested in, in the in the the novelty as well. Absolutely in the new relationship. And yeah, the kids are great and you can sort of come and go. But reality is very different. Mm-hmm. And I think he realised reality was a little bit different. Did he have kids himself? He was, no, as years went on here. He was a little bit younger than mum too and um, still is. Um, so they're still together? They're still together, That's absolutely, good. yeah. And then dad had a partner with the daughter, as I said, and she was sort of there from the get-go. Um, and that I felt sort of pushed on me. And she was a woman with a lot of strong ideas. And... Yeah, I sort of pushed back a little bit. And I just didn't really embrace that whole step-family dynamic. And I, in many ways, I guess I resented the intrusion into my family. Yeah. I felt like my family had just been torn apart. Yeah. And then anyone was welcome to come and hang out with us and, and this is your new family now. Yeah. Accept it. And that just made me. Well, there's a that challenge to, like, we spoke earlier about, like, the, you know, what's the traditional two-and-a-half kids mm. family, you know, mum and dad. Dog, that kind of thing. I had a similar situation, and or still do, where mum, mum and dad are both remarried, and we've got I've got half brothers and sisters, and I've got step brothers and sisters, and even that language, even yes. the the language of what's a half, what's a step, or what's just a brother or sister. Absolutely. Like, why do we need to differentiate and like that? Yeah, so like true. And, and we talk about that even in my family now. Whereas I said my partner's got two little ones, and we don't use the word step, and we don't label it. It's only when we're in public. Hmm. and maybe we might be at the shops or buying something and the shop assistant might go, oh, your dad, and at what point do you correct them? Because yeah. you don't also want to jump in and go, oh, no, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm not their dad. Yeah. And at the same because time. Because then that sends a different message you're not wanting to send. Completely. Yeah. And the, the kids sort of often stop and look because they've got a dad who they love and is in their life, and they stop and look realising that this has been said, which isn't correct. 
but they let it go and I let it go. But at what point do you then correct it because it starts becoming plain pretense or mm-hmm. like you're just letting some illusion play yeah. out? Because it's nice to be referred to as dad too, I'm not going to lie, but it's not true. Yeah. Well, hang on, let's jump in because what's the definition of dad though? Like we're not talking biological dad. Like, you know, and a lot of us, um, well, I look at my stepdad. Um, who I, I don't really refer to him as stepdad because he came into my life when I'm a bit older. Um, but as far as a, a dad, as a father figure, yep. he's been a fantastic dad and father figure to me. So yeah. I think, I mean, I know we'll talk about this a little bit more, but don't under, undersell yourself as what dad is. Yep. Um, if, if, you know, it's not maybe the kids calling, but if, if as an outsider, someone's looking at you and the job that you're you, doing you with those children. Dad, yeah. Your dad, you know, your daddy and those, those kids. And in that moment too, absolutely. And it's certainly a parenting role and I certainly feel like some type of father figure. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to step on the toes. 100%. And it becomes a little murky and complicated and it makes sense to us in our family unit, but it's only when you're trying to explain or justify or, or make your way with the situation out in the real world where things start to become a little bit, um, gets more complicated and you've got to reflect on it. So what kind of things have you put in place to um, – make sure it doesn't get murky and, and those kind well, of things. Well, I'll joke, particularly with the oldest daughter who... So what's your situation? You've got two step. That's right. So I came on the scene where they were two and five and yep. they're now eight and 11. Right. And so the 11-year-old um, girl, we'll sort of discuss it a little bit where I, I know I was picking her up from Accra and we are driving home and we are making a bit of a joke because... Um, or the way it played out, she does um, her acro lessons with some of the girls that I teach. And those girls are like, is he your dad? We know Mr. So-and-so. Oh, my gosh. And she had to then explain it to them. Yeah, no. And she found it confusing. Yeah. And as we were driving back in the car, I'm like, I know. How confusing is it? So we sort of make it as a joke. So like sometimes I don't know what to say. And she's like, yeah, I say step. And I was like, yeah, I say stepdaughter sometimes, but sometimes I just let it go as daughter. And we sort of just discuss it and joke it off. Which is the way of making, of getting it to a point of where you but it's happy, yeah. Absolutely. And it's letting her understand that it's okay to find the situation confusing because I'm Cause you find it confusing, yeah. and I find it confusing. And, um, and, yeah, just to take that confusion away the best you can through communication. Yeah. Because when I was growing up, I didn't want to – communicating yeah, this. I was embarrassed by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was a different time also. Yeah. yeah it's probably more widely accepted now again that, you know, there's these different, what's again, going back, what's the definition of a family? Like mm-hmm. there's so many different ways that you can, you can view it. You can view that now. And so your stepfather role, um, how's that work with the biological father? Uh, look, it's fantastic. He's been nothing but welcoming. Um, from the get-go, it was just be a support um, for your partner, my ex, or his ex, I should say, um, and he wanted me to be hands-on because I needed to be. I know there was moments there where the two-year-old was tantruming and I needed to step in and I had that discussion with him. Do you mind if I put him on the timeout, do you mind if I become a little bit more involved and have that um, hands-on parenting type role um, because I needed to, but I didn't want to step on his toes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was like, I go for it, do whatever you need to do. And getting his blessing was a gift in many ways because I knew then I could I, I could play my role uh, without second-guessing myself. Yeah, well, like I, could just, I can't imagine having that conversation with like another person saying, how do I, have the, how do I father your child? 
but that's your child as well. Yeah. So you both talk about he, the he same kid as your child. He was just open to it. Um, and, and maybe it helps the fact that I know his background comes from uh, yeah. having a, a, a blended type family as well and everybody just seems to get it. Yeah. And what, about your, what about, do you think you being a teacher helped that? It did and it didn't. I know that I know my partner's pulled me up a couple of times because I come across more as a teacher <laughs> than as a parent. And it, look, it was a bit of a transition from me going from a single guy into somebody who's obviously dating a new person and then getting to know the kids and then playing a, a parent role. But um, she was a little bit critical because I would take it on like a teacher. Okay, can I tell you? A little by the book. Even with my own kids, my wife will tell me all the time, like, yeah. you got your teacher voice on now. You know, just remember that they're not at school, you know, that kind of thing sometimes. Absolutely. So it happens with me as well. But it's a, it's yeah. an advantage in some ways, though, because you, you know how to deal with kids. Like you've got you've got a, a basic set of skills. I know they don't apply to everything in parenting, but there is yeah. a basic set of skills that comes with the experience of teaching yes. that does help in. But, look, it gets murky because as teachers we also know how to protect ourselves. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's a duty of care, but you also know how liable you are. Yeah. Whether as a parent, it's probably sleeves up and get involved. And so I needed the nut. Just like, no, I'm busy right now. You get in there and wipe the backside. Yeah. No, I'm busy right now. You put him to bed and read the story. And I'm like, mm. coming from it as somebody who hasn't had that experience in that area, I'm like, well, have I got a witness? Is there? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and then the door of, open. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm liable here. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, and so it's getting over those mental hurdles. Do you think that's, that's a – Father things. I, I don't I don't feel that way. Do you, Maddie, do you feel that way at all? Like, and I wouldn't feel that way if, it was if your I way. had the child from yeah. the get-go. That's if right. If I knew this child from day one mm. was my responsibility, I came in a couple of years in yeah. and then I that responsibility grew and I had to grow with it and then find my place in it. So it wasn't seamless. In a lot of ways that stepfather role for you sounds like it's almost been perfect. Like he, the, the whole, they've accepted you. You, he's been great. Obviously, yes. your partner's been fantastic. In and I say that to my partner as well. Like oh, we, we lucked out in so many different ways. Where they or lucked in, almost. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Where uh, he hasn't been ter- territorial, or full of ego, or bravado. The kids have been welcoming and at the right age. And I'll keep going. The kids have yeah. actually been kids that I can click with. I think they're cute. I think they're adorable. There's so much love there. That love has grown. Because let's be honest, I could easily really like the mum, but maybe look at the kids and go, eh, yeah. you're That's all right. Not, yeah. or, or sometimes kids great on us. Let's be honest with teachers. Yeah. Sometimes kids just great just because their children doesn't mean that they no, make None of the kids that I've ever taught have great on never, never happens. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> More so, that, more so that the teachers for me. <laughs> if I didn't click with those kids, that would be a problem in the relationship. Yeah. If there was some type of clash which could exist, that could be a problem in the relationship and it just didn't play out. It's a package deal. It's complete. And, and they're, they're just cute, awesome kids awesome. full of love. Wow, that's great. And I've got to take that as a blessing. Because, yeah, so you fully take on that fathering role now? I think I do. I think I do. Um, the best I can. Yeah, sometimes I fault. So it must have started as you being a, a supporting partner, yeah. and then I but there's like a I difference the between yeah. yeah. But you'll help out where possible because you're a supporting partner, and then you become something else. You become yeah. So now we're six years in, and yeah. now it's a lot more hands on. Um, absolutely, 
Uh, I find it a little bit hard to switch on and off. So when they maybe go with dad for two or three nights or particularly every second weekend, say, so, uh, I've got some time off. And then I find that Monday when they're back, maybe I'm not on it like I could be because I'm used to having the past few days off. Yeah. So maybe I have to remind myself, let's get them up and make sure the brush their teeth and settle them in a bit. Yeah, the little chop out once a fortnight. Maybe just looking around. So we're looking at each other going, this sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about the perks of fatherhood later. We'll come back to that let's, one. Let's, let's delve deeper into this now. Like, what's that like? What's that like? Hang on. Before we do that, yes. can we just – we'll come back to that. Yeah. We haven't really heard about Maddie's fathering experience himself as a so father. you've got like, your a father. daughter. What, how old's your daughter? Yeah, my daughter is three, turning four very shortly. So i um, got to say that, yeah, everything from what we've had has is, been just – a very smooth, um, so we've been very blessed in that regard. We'll go all the way back because we did it. Ours, we talked. How was the birth? How how did you go yeah. in the pregnancy and then into the birth? Yeah, I went fine, thanks. You did all right. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did pretty well too. I remember sending the emails. We we're talking about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's, labor well, seems they, pretty they easy. I brought my wife a full meal, so I think my biggest complaint was. Uh, Basically overeating. I ate my whole dinner, and, and as well as my <laughs> wife's. Um, so I can really th- sympathise with those labour pains. I was on that oh, chair. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I was squeezing the hand harder than she was at some point. Um, but no, hospital feed my daughter. No, my um, my daughter. She was um, not putting weight on in the womb, so the obstetrician decided to go. Let, let's um, let's let's get her out. So After the sunroof. Uh, no, so natural, but it was um, induced. So we just, okay. we just, it was. Ah, because we were going to do the induced. So it was, was very calm. There was, was it no really? sort of Hollywood waters breaking in the supermarket and rushed to Because did the they hospital. have to um, break the waters themselves? Yes. We just basically rocked up that hospital and, you know, it felt weird. We're, we're here to have a baby and off we went into the room. And um, they just yeah. give the inducing drugs. How and close, inducing drugs. How close to the due date was that? The day before. Oh, okay. Yeah, the day before. So, so it's more about them controlling it and making sure that they've... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and just things with heart rate and all that yeah. sort of things. Let's, let's just um, get her out. And, um, yeah, it was a very um, smooth birth in terms of the... Um, oh, I forgot what it's called now. The, um, what's the, it goes with the epidural in the yeah. back there. Um, yeah. And uh, it was very. You didn't have the she had no. the epidural. Well, yeah, no. you didn't yeah. opt for that because you were too busy eating food. Triangle sandwiches. How long? How long were you in the hospital for? From from oh, when you got question. in and then and then when you heard the first cry. Good question. I could get in trouble for this, but I think it was about eight to ten hours. Okay, so it's not too bad. Um, and you know, God bless my my um, wife's families that we had to make. We had to. Give her a call in between contractions because she, um, my wife's mum doesn't cope with stress very well. So, oh, so you're keeping her updated? Keep her, no, completely out of the loop. Oh, right. um, and so no one knew that we went into hospital, and that was. Oh, you had to give her a call oh, so to keep the ruse up. So we had to time the contractions. <laughs> but the last contraction happened. Couldn't get on a phone good. call. Oh, oh no. really? That's yeah, great. We're just out for lunch, etc. <laughs> yeah, we'll call you later. Oh, Maddie was out for lunch. He was, <laughs> was eating like, two lunches already. Like clicking glasses <laughs> in the background. Just oh, like, yeah, it's oh, great. Just another drink. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, she's squeezing your hands <laughs> yep, yep. in the middle of some right. contraction. And That's... the mum wanted FaceTime too. It's like, oh no, I've got oh, you can't write it. That would have been an interesting face to explain that. But, yeah, we um, the next phone call was um, with baby in hand. And did you know you were having a little girl? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you were having a girl. Yeah. Daughters. Well, big, big fans of daughters on yeah. this podcast. Um, 
And so uh, post-birth, everything was healthy, all good? All good, all healthy, yes. She's been, uh, right from the start, great sleeper, and I think that's probably one of the, the biggest things with these little ones is the, is the sleep factor. Okay, give me some tips here. Because <laughs> well, uh, it's hard to tell because you when you, you – Doctor YouTube here. If you look it up, anywhere from sort of twelve to eighteen hours, they should be sleeping at six weeks old. We we haven't got to the twelve hours yet. Well, every now and then we get like a little over, but she's pretty much just in that eleven hours regularly a day. Were you getting more than that early on, or can you uh, remember? It'll be more than twelve hours, and definitely for that that stage. Yeah. But we, um, I've always said to the friends who've had babies, the three, first three months survival mode. Just, it is just get them, yeah. whether it be rocking them to sleep or, or whatever it might be, do what works. And from that three months um, mark, that's where the routines um, really yep. should start to be set. Sounds good. I'm going to lock that one away. So yeah, that survival mode for the first three months. Uh, we did read this book um, called Save Our Sleep, and I got, got to say, not that we followed it to an absolute T, but that was instrumental in just getting us an idea. Um, in following those routines. Um, right from the word go? Right from the word. It's still to today, 7 o'clock is her bedtime. And when she was little, she'd have these things called dream feeds. Um, yeah, so, yeah, basically just pick her up out of the cot, have the feed while she's still asleep, most cutest time, special moments ever, and then lay them back down. And that was... Oh, because you were doing some bottle feeding at that time, right? Yeah. Can, uh, can you jump into what the dream feed means for those people maybe going into fatherhood that know anything about it, what it, what it is? Yeah, so um, when the transition is happening to try and get them to sleep through the night, um, just as a bit of a, a top-up to help them, you know, push through to the 5, 6 a.m. mark, um, was that, the, the, yeah, we'd set um, her to sleep um, and then about three, four hours into that sleep when she's fast asleep, basically just creep in, pick her up nice and gentle and just that that dream feed is them feeding whilst, the, whilst yeah, they're sleeping. No need to burp them as well at the end because they're at such a calm state that they don't take on that that extra air and, and just... So no nappy change. No nappy change, straight back to sleep, unless there was something... Unless you heard that. Heard so the it's explosions. like breakfast in bed, but to the extreme. Breakfast in bed, mate. It yeah. was, yeah. And, I could do that. And got her through. Got her through. This is what the book said. This is what the book said. The book does go on a bit more regimented in, in hourly sleeps, and I think it did. Not that I read it, sorry. But <laughs> but it was very You got the, the key points. But we got the key points. He, he, he watched the movie. Did I not work. Yeah. Yeah. You got the audio there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can get sleep coaches, can't you? Well, I think that's from that that older age where, okay. um, yeah, kids. That's yeah, because I feel I feel like people are going, oh, I do this, do this, but they forget that the early days. It's it's making it's finding out what happens. Things change a lot in that first time, and then let them settle. If you've got to the point of the twelve weeks, you're still having issues, then you might want to look at say a sleep coach or something like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, we've we've got a routine as well. It's not quite as regimented as yours, but um, yeah. But even things like I remember one of the midwives um, coming in to say is that one of the rules about you know kids sleeping is like you never wake their sleep you know never wake a sleeping baby whether it be feed time or not they're sleeping you know let them rest and when they wake up they'll let you know they're hungry especially yep. again within that those three months um, yeah we only had we I guess our biggest issue had been the afternoons and the cluster feeding do you, do you remember about cluster feeding because I had to remind Dama about cluster feeding. Yes, I do remember. So the cluster feeding was, yeah, so for pretty much eight hours she would she would eat. She would not sleep. She would just eat. Like eat, all you, all you can change, eat. eat, 
change nappy, eat, yeah. change nappy. Basically, the sizzler of breastfeeding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> this is the growth spurt at that point, and they happen quite <laughs> regularly <laughs> enough. Sizzler's well, great. Yeah, it's a little toast at sizzler. How good is it? They did that to fill you up. Ah, oh, that was. Which is because otherwise you just keep eating. Do they don't exist stuff. anymore, so we're no. not going to sponsorship deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It would be on the next point. You could not have a sizzler. Podcast is probably huge in Queensland too, I'd say. Yeah. Basically, it was like, um, what do you call a, a cesspit for, oh. for disease or viruses yeah, yeah, or yeah. Like Corona would just thrive in the sizzler. Sizzler. I do yeah. remember a sizzler. Yeah. So we digress. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so you got through all fine, sleeping good, all eating, eating. Fortunately, it took to the bottle as well. So that was means I was involved. Um, from you took to the bottle? I took to the bottle. He hasn't stopped. He hasn't stopped. Um, and that has very special moments, you know, just that eye contact is, is um, so important, I think, as is, is that youngster. And, and, and not that they can respond to you, but they definitely get to know your, I suppose, smell and, 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 and voice. It's that bonding. Um, and still to the day, she, she will settle with me, um, you know, very well. Um, yeah. So it's. Yeah. So mine's a bit. So I'm not doing the overnights. Stuff. She pretty much gets up and does it, but she's breastfeeding, so we're not bottle feeding at the moment. We made that choice at this stage, but we're open to it. But I do the morning, so I'll get her in the morning and I take her for play time and then a sleep on me. Mm. And again, I feel like that's an investment in that contact time Definitely. to stay within that sort of 50 centimeters. And she's really looking at you, she gets that smell, she nuzzles on your neck, you're getting a connection, even if she doesn't know exactly who I that's am. Right. It's so hard at the time as well, you don't know what you're doing. Especially for a first, and then let alone you just okay years down the track, you actually oh yeah that was yeah. something that's sorry on that you mentioned the smell. One of the things that I've found it again later is like the worst thing to have done to your babies when they're born is have all the guests in the room. Mm. Like your family want to come and visit and everything like that. It's like well no the baby those first few hours yeah. are just working out who the mama is, is who's dad. It is that. It's so yeah, We had this last chicken episode. Mother chicken, mother chicken over here. Okay. You're a country boy, aren't right, you? Yeah? Thank you. Well, no. sort of. you See, this is going to clarify okay, so things for me. We just go back to episode four here. So, mother chicken over here. Um, he was given a chicken that he had a to take a little baby chick, chicken. Yes. That he had to as take a science as class. a science project that he had to take home and responsible. For no, we didn't days. take it home. It was kept in the science lab. Oh, we were coming a science is, thing. And you could yeah. you could imprint them, right? You understand about imprint. Yeah. He actually used the word imprinting, so for you to bring it up this week was actually quite uh, yeah, um, see, you get interesting. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I said, this I inner city kind of guys. Yeah. They didn't. Like you can get they a walk on walrus or imprint on its mother. There you are. Yeah, and that's why it's controversial around all your um, seawolves and things like that, because oh, the, the, particularly they can bond with their trainers, and then the next trainer comes along, and it's yeah, it can mess with. Yeah, you. imprint is bigger. Chicken man. Ah uh, no, but no. your daughter is probably. Um, Probably imprinted on you. Yeah, you've imprinted Probably. as well, the mother. That's a good chance. <laughs> yeah. That's a good that's chance. Like confidence, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which makes it so much harder for the stepdads of the world. Because good point. I didn't yeah. think. Yeah. Then yeah. we have to come yeah. along and it's like. It's, you you haven't had the imprint. There's no best before due date on imprint. You can't you know, re-imprint. Shortly. No, you can't. Well, I think you there's can. a window. I think Is there's it? a window. It's got to be harder yeah. to re-imprint later on. We work a little bit harder. So you're saying not to imprint too much. 
for the because chance you don't know how your relationship will go, <laughs> and you have to leave oh, the window open. Maddie knows how relationally he's, uh, he's he's set in stone. Set in stone. Oh, I apologise for that. Stick your stepdad out there, <laughs> yeah. just, just in case I have a stepdad come forward. Or not. I'm just going <laughs> yeah. to not imprint too much early on. You want to give him a fighting chance. That's I love this. We should have a regular advocate for stepdads on this, this podcast. <laughs> hey, what about stepdads? Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> but it's funny, actually, you said about like the whole. This, I thought where you were going with the smell and stuff um, is the memories that can come from little things like that. And uh, so I remember like a couple of months ago when um, we were clearing out their wardrobes and we pulled out some of their clothes when we know like the kids were zero and one, and I smelt them. And they smelt on mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a really distinct, obviously, with the breast milk and all that kind of stuff, it's a really distinct smell. Mm-hmm. Um, but equally, like um, you mentioned, like those special times where you're holding them and you're looking down the photo. I've got, I've got a, Google, um, a Google Chromecast at home where it just cycles through photos off my phone. And just recently came up with a photo where I was holding on to uh, Marley, where she's really young, like because she was, like, you know, was tiny as a baby. And it's kind of that, that feeling it triggers, you know, it's just it's a very special life. It is. Yeah. It's amazing. And, I mean, we've talked about that as a perk and you can't equate it as a father. You can't, you can't tell someone it's going to be magical. You've actually got to experience it. You've got to actually be there. And and when you've when she nuzzles into my neck and she's sleeping and she does that little weird thing into my neck, then you're like, Oh, okay. Does she okay. play with it as well? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. I've got an ear thing that I play with my ear and that's that's she might inherit it. She might yeah. You never know. Well I stick my tongue out when I concentrate. Well and my both of my kids do well, that now. Here's another thing. So I don't know if you guys have had this, but as a newborn, when she wants to feed it's a lizard. Did you get the lizard thing? So when she wants to feed, it used to be like she'd be like, uh, but now she does the, 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 the tongue goes in and out like a lizard and then I know she wants to feed. Did yeah. she, did, did Little you signals. Do? Yeah. Not so much, no. Do you think she'll play with her ear? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hamish has just gone for another beer <laughs> and he's come straight back in on the ear joke. <laughs> It's already been mentioned. It's already been mentioned. Uh, we moved on. Sorry. Actually being pulled over the cops by playing with his ear too whilst driving. <laughs> but shall we go into that story? Because I, I well, kind of no. started that earlier and I didn't quite understand. Well, so you got pulled over by the cops. Well, I, I, I play with my ear a lot when I'm thinking or if I'm just relaxing. I can turn my ear inside out. Well, you're stressed. Well, you, well, you start flicking. Not even when I'm stressed. When I'm trying to attention. Oh, no. When, when I get agitated, I can flick my fingers. That's <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> So I've always thought that some a, a policeman will think that I'm talking on my phone because I'm playing with my ear. Yeah. So, and and these guys, are you guys, are you maybe a spy? Is that what it is? These guys are in the car, and we go. You you probably you well, would have yeah. you would have yeah. drunk, so you would have wanted Maccas because I'm not yeah, a Maccas. Well, so I we went through the drive-through, <laughs> and the police pulled up next to us, didn't they? And they said, have you been talking on your phone? I said, no, I'm not. I'm playing with my ear. <laughs> to which the guy just looked at me like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? What's that? I've heard all the excuses, but playing with your ear, you're an adult, mate. What are you doing? And so, so did, did you then show him the so trick? So I then had to show him the trick and then I had what to show him where my phone was and was said, why would I, you know, why wouldn't I just do this? Anyway, he, he didn't believe me, but let me off. off. He did. He, did. Yeah, he, he didn't believe me, though, did he? He just drove off. You guys just keep an eye on it, mate. He's probably telling all his mates the story about this guy. I just couldn't be bothered talking to him, so I let him off. 
But yeah. Anyway, I, she doesn't play with her ear. Not, so. yet. Not yet. No, early days. She has, probably hasn't discovered the ear yet because they you know they get to a point where they discover their hands and they marvel like they marvel at their hands and they discover their feet and fingers and stuff like that. So eventually, maybe the ear might come yeah. along. I'd imagine. Maybe. Yeah. I'm now. I'm just thinking of what is what has she and has she not discovered about her body at the moment? As six weeks in. Very little. She probably doesn't even know she's got hands. Oh, I can't see past. Well, apparently 45 centimetres, I read, about about six weeks. So I'm saying she's got a natural bokeh to her vision. So I have been doing that. I don't know if you've ever ever seen uh, Vin Diesel's Pitch Black, where he can see in the dark, he's in an alien planet, and he gets inside their zone. So they can't see, like, because they've got eyes on the side. Of, anyway, so I do this thing where I get to where, <laughs> again, this is another story like my mother chicken story last week. I was going, no, I don't want to. I get to her vision where I can see she's looking at me and then I go a bit further back and wait until her eyes glaze out so I can get an idea of how far away she's. That's eye training. But I've also, not, yeah. So you're comparing but, your daughter to an alien. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She is rather was alien. Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, but it, it was still it's, in Australia. It's a, it's a, it's a good one, actually. Yeah, pitch black's a good one. Worth seeing. Um, mm. The peripheral vision too. So I noticed if I'm in front of her, no worries. But if I go above her, she can't really look up that high. Oh, yeah. And obviously that's something that's about. So she's on an outfielder is what you're she telling me. She can't take the high ball. <laughs> not the moment. You've got to no. play, play her in the slips. That's right. Yeah. And not an outfielder at all. <laughs> Very silly, silly. What's that? Silly. 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 Oh, that's it. So it's only like close to about 45 centimetres. Every week he does a really bad cricket thing. <laughs> well, last week he was trying to tell me that it was this fast bowler called Shane Lee. Goes, Shane Lee, the fast bowler. I'm like, Shane Watson? He goes, oh, oh Brett Lee. Really. Brett's, Brett's brother. <laughs> Perks. Perks of fatherhood because we talked to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were talking, and I guess I touched on it earlier. Um, I think there's a few. Oh, even when I have it at work, it is a um, – it's a curious day. <laughs> no matter what, it's only going to be a sick day or a curious day, but they can see I look okay. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm healthy enough. And yeah. I haven't got a cough or a sniffle. Yeah. So I just don't care. It's not looking I've seen like, this on the, like, when you turn up and you've got the, the bulletin and it's got sick leave, which is what, as a single guy, it's always sick leave. But now you see this carer's leave come up. Seems like a great scam. But you can't claim, it's a fair point because you can't claim sick leave if 24 hours later you return and you're looking sprightly. Well, I, I have. <laughs> but a carers. But carers. It could be anything. It could be anything. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you might have to step in for God knows what. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? You just have to accept it. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use that and then obviously the kids come and go a little bit. So we have full-on family mode. The household's really, really busy and then everything just goes quiet, whereas it's me and my partner and we're like a, a childless couple and we look at each other and go, what do we do now? What do we do now? Yeah. <laughs> and we're at the kids are at the age now where we joke about it. It's like, no kids tomorrow night, we're partying. <laughs> and, and you, you don't, but you don't, don't we laugh. You don't party though. You just like, because oh, as soon as they go, you just Netflix. go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't do anything. <laughs> Uninterrupted <laughs> Netflix. And honestly, we're pretty tired. So like that's yeah. tight, we just sort of go, it's like a dump. You just like. It seems like the perfect setup because yeah. you can almost do it for the two weeks. And well, if you had a little, little break, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really good. And, and we sort of look, and, and even if we looked at having our own, and when we've considered that over the years, it's like you realize that we'd lose this. Mm. And this is something that we're used to now as a family, and this will go, and we'd just be on all the time. 
And maybe uh, this, this could solve uh, human population issues too, like just shared children all over the place. Yeah, maybe week on, week off. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's right. It's good in theory. You could automatically decrease your human population by a generation by half if you just (laughs) (laughs) every family has two kids, but you share it between two families. While we're talking about that, we were talking about earlier about um, the breeding of dogs as well, and how pretty much every dog is now bred with a poodle. Some sort of oodle of <laughs> to reduce what's the height, like hypoallergenic, and they yeah. don't molt. Yeah. So could we, could we, if we're gonna go down this path of having like organised families, could we also like start breeding in certain Good behaviours point. and things like that? We we could actually fix a lot of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With some of these solutions. Yeah. Maybe that's all another episode. I think. What about your perks? What oh, are the perks? Because we like to think food. of positives in food. fatherhood. Food, yeah, food. So um, in the, my wife makes, look, she loves uh, cooking and she makes some beautiful meals. And, um, yeah, if my daughter doesn't get to finish them all, get to clean up, mate. Get to clean up. So um, you, you eat a lot, but you're right. such a fit guy too. How do you get a that's still, yeah. He's a runner. He doesn't he's, have a runner. Well, he's, that's right. You've got into the... Yeah. It's, um, no, so what are you running from? <laughs> yeah. so, so what are you running Where are you from? running to? See, I look at the positive. Where are you running to? Uh, just mostly in circles. <laughs> Chasing his tail. Yeah. Hey, that kind of sounds like fatherhood. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Running in circles, chasing your tail. Yeah, no, definitely just... Food's a good one. We went, out, we went out to uh, dinner recently at a pub and ordered the chicken and nuggets. For my daughter, mm-hmm. it came out as a kids' meal. Like you could have fed a family on this yep. meal; it was huge. Yeah. So I, I, I stepped in as a father oh. and did what I need to do. Yeah, you cleaned up. Cleaned and up. Cold cheeseburgers when they've been eaten half. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah, really good quality. For that. Do you like the pickles <laughs> on your cheeseburger? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. then you get all the pickles as well. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great nothing. leftovers. Leftovers, because I'm not really at the moment. There's no leftovers. There's no leftovers in the room. That's it. No, I'm not getting leftovers from that. But this is what I've got to look forward to. My perk, smiles. I know it sounds corny and everything, but she's only in the last sort of two weeks really started smile. Now she's at the point I can I can draw out a smile. I reckon at the start the smile was. I think she happened. This is my theory. You happened upon a facial expression. That we recognize, <laughs> that could be gas, that Most I recognize as a smile, then my response, which is very like over the top, oh, what great smile. Well, within 45 like, centimeters and directly. Yeah, that's right. Not for <laughs> Not yeah. for Then she will go, right, if I keep doing that same action, I'll get a good response. Yeah. And the smile becomes a learned thing. So now, I, well, that's my theory. I don't know if that's actually true or so not. So you're saying that like sad people. Just like sad sack people maybe haven't developed that skill nearly. Could be. Maybe if we just try to draw a smile out of them and give them positive reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. Positive psychology. Anyway, for for me, the smile, the the thing about the smile, when when I get a smile from her, you are drawn into that moment. Like we, we live in a world where you're going from what's next, what do I have to do next, what do I have to do next. You're always thinking about what's the next thing I have to do. It is absolutely formal because you cannot have a smile from a baby and start thinking about what's your next task. So it just draws you into that moment and I reckon it's just it's a massive perk of fatherhood. That's a big one. There's a lot of tough things at the moment but it's I'll take that like one. It's a meditation. Yeah. Well, a small meditation, that's right. Well, wait, wait, wait till the, uh, the smile becomes a laugh. 
Because the power of kids, like, oh. I was walking through a shopping centre today and I was this. messing around with my daughter in the pram and she was giggling and the amount of people that I made smile as I walked past, yeah, yeah, like the power of kids' laugh is, mm-hmm. yeah, massive. When they, particularly um, my partner's daughter, she's got like almost an evil cackle. I love throwing that out in there. Yeah. I love doing or saying something where she just cackles and it's so genuine and it gives me a buzz. 100%. Yeah, yeah. but you can't plan it. No, it just happens. It's a natural thing. It's not a mm-hmm. not a lie. There's a I lot think of that's lies. where the dad joke actually originates from. You know, like how just I trying, to get the, trying to get yeah. that. Like it's just yeah, like yeah. we've tried too hard to bring that out again. Yeah, because yeah. uh, every you know, once or twice it's worked. Yeah, I've got um, you know um, so we've got uh, you know that song Tones and I fly away on the radio at the moment. Yeah, I don't listen to radio. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's the stupidest joke, but um, we've got these little flies which are coming off our um indoor plants at the moment. Anyway, so we made the connection between the flies that are flying around the house and fly away. And so whenever we sing fly away, like we cover our eyes as if we're flies. <laughs> it's a stupid joke, but my four-year-old thinks it's amazing and she, she has that tackle. That's super lame. Yeah, it's perfectly lame and she loves it. That's, that's, that's fatherhood, isn't it? That, it's oh. just be very lame but you get a good that's joke not, out of it. Yeah. 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 For us, I find it's, it's um, we've got a lot of like household family bullying going up. <laughs> 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 what, why are we laughing about it? Explain it so we don't we don't our audience at home. No, 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 it's not to explain. It's pure bullying, <laughs> and, and it just creates so much glee. The sibling, whoever the target is. So when when a sibling gets to pick on another sibling and really gets in, yeah, a, yeah, and we're all really getting in, and then everyone piles on it, and, and then they quarrel and start. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing in your household. Oh, yeah. One kid cops it, yeah. and then they and see that's up, happening, yeah. and you guys and just don't pile up. But then the other one goes, <laughs> but you got to be careful because it's just like in our friendship. It can rotate. It'll rotate, it'll rotate and yeah. then somebody else. Just yeah. when you yeah, think yeah, yeah. everything's going well, I'm on the right side of this. And sometimes we look at each other. Around. My partner and I look at each other and we're like, "We're taking this too far." Is this because like, no, no, this is just the It's one more joke. It probably is. Resilience. It probably is. Probably does help. Yeah, yeah. Well, I might be You take this to the schoolyard and, and, and you're going to be a survivor. You, you've got this. <laughs> so, <laughs> you only know, the thing is you never you never know you've gone too far till you've gone too far. Yeah, exactly. And then there's tears. And, and that's a good point. We do have moments where we do have to reel it back and, yeah. and we do have to go, yeah, we did take it too far so and good. then it becomes almost a teachable moment too. Yeah, do you, do you do the apology? Because I've talked, we talked this a bit lately talking to um, kids and other fathers as well. Do you do the apology? Because uh, fathers traditionally yeah. don't apologize. I was yeah. talking to someone recently who said, you know, he did this thing to me, but he wouldn't apologize, but he'd come up five minutes later and want to hug me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's his apology. But because yes. he's not gutsy enough to apologize. Yeah. Do you do, you do the apology? 100%. I've apologized um, particularly to the younger one. Where yeah. I'll go, sorry, buddy, too far that time. I won't do that again. Yeah. It's, and that's fine. And it's, uh, they're so accepting and, 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 it's um it's really important to do, but it's also really important then to remember not to break that trust by you can't keep making the same again. mistakes. Yeah. I can't make that same mistake again. I can make different types of mistakes, yeah. but then I can't go the same joke in the same way or whatever the scenario yeah. was because then the trust will start to break. Yeah. Or start it and catch yourself and go, oh, that's right. No, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if I'm going, gee, sorry, I took it too far. 
actually, I'm making a mental note. I did take it too far. But it presents, when you do the apology, it presents something to them to say, hey, this is what we do. We make mistakes. Exactly. We're fallible. We're yeah. all fallible. Yeah. I'm fallible. Why can't yeah. you be? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we come across, and I know when I see what other families operate and things like that, it's like, you can't talk to kids that way, or you can't, I know as teachers we're told not to be sarcastic, or um, we can't make those type of jokes with children. I'm like, yeah, we can. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. my four-year-old has no sarcasm now that she'll come throw it back at me. Yes. And like, the first time she did it, like I was like high-fiving her thinking, yeah. like, that is amazing. Like, that's, uh-huh. yeah, and like, it was nothing. Um, yep. You know, over the top or negative or rude That's or anything. Right. It was just a yes. really witty yes. way of her coming back at me, and I thought mm. brilliant. Yes. So before you mentioned about the, you know, that oh, you put your teacher voice on, and you know, well, are we all teachers in parents, aren't we? Yeah, like, definitely. That's what we do, and even if we do make mistakes, we're role models and how to rectify that. And, and we finally get to that. we finally get to create the curriculum we want as well. And no meetings. No That's not true. There's meetings. There's the tough meetings. That the head calls the meetings all the time, right? And there's there's a big agenda. No one's taking the meetings. I wow, think we're that, nearly done. That episode been, that five. Big, big episode. Probably had a couple of special guests with a few oh. different perspectives in here. Huge Very thank special. you to our special guest, Maddie and Hamish, for coming in and uh, talking about fatherhood. Maddie? Yes. Hamish? Mm-hmm. Cats? Aren't you Daddy Kane? Yes, oh, I am. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been great. Okay. 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 Okay.